Welcome to After the Bell Podcast, episode 15, Hattrick David. Burr. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of After the Bell Podcast. We're coming at you with episode 15, Hattrick David. We'll get into the title of that, Hattrick David, in a little bit. Just wanted to give a big shout out to all the teachers out there and everyone really in rural Alberta, especially dealing with this cold weather. We uh, are in a bit of a cold polar vortex these days. We are definitely, I think, embracing winter now. We were pretty lucky earlier on, but it's kind of caught back up with us a little bit. So uh, yeah, this is day three, at least for me, with no buses running. Uh, school's open, but no school buses. I have a pretty good mix in my class of kids that ride the bus and kids that don't. But uh, yeah, it's definitely been not the best attended week of school of all time. We can say that for certain, but we're hanging in there. We're staying busy. And quite honestly, it's it's still nice to see faces right now, especially this time of the year. Uh, everything with COVID and all the restrictions, we, uh, we are getting, I guess, less restrictions or restrictions lifted, I guess, kind of we're at phase one and, and there'll be more changes later on, but it's still nice to be in front of the kids face-to-face and interacting with them. So that's kind of all that needs to be said on that front. I guess maybe we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on uh, maybe he wants to give us his own two cents. I'm really excited for today's guest. We'll introduce him here right away. But episode 15, Hattrick David, we will be now joined today by our third David in a row. We're going to connect the Davids a little bit later on, but third David in a row, not in a row, sorry. Shout out to Catherine last week. Had lots of people reach out and say, Good job, Catherine. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast, Catherine. We learned lots about ELA and and your stories were awesome. It's a lot more fun doing a podcast with somebody else. It's a lot easier to kind of banter back and forth with them. Uh, you don't have to worry about being weird talking to the whole time. So again, if you want to reach us on Instagram at after dot the bell, please do that. If you want to be a guest, that would be awesome as well. Uh, if you know someone that would make a great guest or you think should be on this podcast, pass them this. You can find us on Apple or Spotify and make sure you subscribe. We have hit a milestone. We're over 800 listens right now. So I think it's a milestone for me at least. Did I think I was ever going to get this far? Episode 15? Probably not. Did I think I'd get 800 listens? I honestly didn't really know how many listens I would get, but uh, nevertheless, I'll, I'll, I'll celebrate that milestone. Before we get to our guests, though, it is time for our favorite segment that, again, we reach into our Instagram vault to find our hands up section or hands up segment that we call it, which looks at audience participation, messages sent in, thoughts on the podcast. So our hands up section, actually, this is really weird. Now some of you are like, oh, 
Uh, it's really not that weird, but our actually our hands up section today is an international hands up segment. We actually had someone in the United States, I kid you not, reach out. Um, I don't know where they saw this podcast. I'm sure they were either on Apple. Maybe they were trying to find WWE after the bell. That is a much greater podcast than this current one after the bell. At this point, anyways, I can't compete with the WWE. Not a chance. Formerly WWF. But uh, anyways, maybe they're looking for that podcast. But it, uh, it comes from our guest, Mary, today. Mary says, cool idea for a podcast. I know that in the United States, that podcasting is becoming more popular. And I was just trying to see what was there for teaching. Cool podcast. And I like your format. And that that's all. That's all for Hands Up. I, yeah, I didn't think we were going to be international. So not only are we at 800 lessons, we have an audience in the United States. I think 9% of our audience is, is from the United States. So just... Uh, Wanted to say a big thank you to those Yankee Doodle Dandies listening south of the border. And wherever you're listening, I thought we would mention that one today on our podcast. Episode 15 of After the Bell Podcast, Hat Trick David. Again, we're about to take attendance like a good teacher does. My guest today, um, known for quite a few years, we've Cross paths in high school, um, and then more recently through teaching, obviously. And uh, yes, he is our third David. I don't want to say in a row, but he's definitely our third David who teaches phys ed. So uh, we're going to just welcome to After the Bell podcast, David. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Murray. Uh, pleasure to be on the show. Long time listener, first time interviewee. Um, just all the butterflies right now. I, I love it. I, I think you're a natural in the podcast game. I know we were talking about maybe you doing your own podcast. I think I think you should explore that and we'll get into that maybe a little bit later on. But David, do you want to just give us a quick, uh, I call it trader card, hockey card bio, like you'd find it on the back of a hockey card. Do you want to talk about maybe how long you've been a teacher, um, what subjects you currently maybe are teaching or if you have a favorite class that you are teaching? Well, um, Murray, I'm 6'4", just a hair <laughs> under, uh, 210 pounds. Pisces? Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been teaching for, this is my sixth year. Uh, I did, uh, had a little bit of mixed bag my first year. I did math, science, phys ed, high school outdoor ed, some health, um, things like that. Just recently, I took on a full-time phys ed position. Well, not just recently, five years ago. Um, so I'm doing all elementary phys ed now. And um, yeah, that would definitely probably be my favorite subject. Um, I have the most most probably natural ability in there. And then uh, followed by a close second in math. When I taught math, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that's good. I, uh, I think that gives us a good... Mix. I, I would consider you maybe a Swiss Army knife of teaching. Then it sounds like you have a good uh, a good assortment of classes. I should say outdoor ed was a lot of fun to teach too, but yeah, that was that was uh, I, had a, I had a full basket back then, and uh, 
it was it was definitely new that's for sure when i was doing that but i do enjoy lots of subjects i enjoy lots of things yeah no going from high school outdoor ed to to grade one phys ed i mean you've seen the teaching spectrum completely in such a short time so thanks for that uh you mentioned phys ed really important to always warm up in phys ed so we're going to do our warm-up segment i can't help but think of all the Davids, including yourself right now that we've interviewed on After the Bell. Never thought I'd make it to 15 episodes, but here we are. Let's play a game called Connect the Davids. I know you know our other two Davids. We'll call them, I don't know, David from Edmonton and David from Calgary. Do you want to maybe just play Connect the David here? David from Edmonton in your same school division. Connect the Davids for me. Okay, well... um... I met David from Edmonton probably first time was at an elementary athletics meeting. Um, you know, very presents very well, very nice guy. Um, I had a great teacher. I know he got a, an award at HPEC not too long ago. Um, well-deserved. And then um, started running into him in the spike ball world. Um, he uh, was playing at another HPEC session and then he's he's big time into it. So I got to know him a little bit through that, and um, we would connect on PD days and stuff like that, which was which was good. Um, I held a basketball PD in an, uh, an emergency when someone canceled, and they needed they needed some knowledge in an area. So I was like, well, maybe I could put something on. Um, he attended that, which was great. He uh, you know he's a he's a wealth of knowledge that guy. Um, and then David from Calgary, I know quite well. I actually knew him as David from, from Camrose before. Shout out to Camrose, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And uh, him and I, we played on the same basketball team. We lived together up in Edmonton for a while. We went to school together. I actually was uh, in his wedding party. I emceed his wedding. Um, which was a blast, and uh, yeah, we're we're still good friends today. Um, golf, and we, yeah, we, despite COVID, we'd catch up as much as we could, uh, could all the time, New Year's and things like that. But uh, yeah, longtime friend with David from Calgary. Good. Thanks for playing Connected, David's. Uh, yeah, and you can go back to episode. 13 for David from Edmonton. That's Spike Up Your Life. Obviously, he talked for a long time about Spike Ball. Actually, I've been calling it incorrectly. It's, it's actually Round Net. Spike Ball is just the like the, the brand. But uh, so he corrected me on that. But yeah, he's definitely the the Round Net guy. He's like organizes lots of tournaments and drop-ins, and that's kind of where I met him. I actually bought a Spike Ball net off of him at a uh, Save On Foods. Which, oh yeah, I heard that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, we've been kind of friends ever since. Really, he he's a good guy. And then David uh, from from Calgary. I should have said David from Camrose. That's a lot of work to go back and edit it though. So I'll probably be a David from Calgary. But uh, yeah, he yeah, I taught in the Middle East with him. He was on episode twelve with Let's Make PE Great Again. So uh, yeah, go back and check those out, David. Thank you for playing Connect the Davids. You know, you know, Murray, I don't know if you knew or not, but when you were in Abu Dhabi with, uh, with Dave from Calgary, they they came back and they were like, hey, if we were there and we, there was a guy exactly like you, and I think they <laughs> called you Abu, Abu 
Dobby Dave or something. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like it. That's that's a secret. I that's, that's I've never heard that one, but yeah, there was. Uh, and then they were like, "Yeah, his name's you might know him. His name's Murray." And I was like, "Oh, like of course I know Murray." Oh and man. That was pretty neat. Yeah, no, such a small world. Again, that moment of seeing David and Jesse at the airport in in the Middle East, and like, I didn't know anybody going over to the other side of the world. And I remember David from from high school with the long hair, and it was just it threw me off because I'm waiting to get my luggage, and and here's this guy that his face is so recognizable, but no hair, like he yeah. did back in the day. Did he have the long yeah. hair in cameras? No, he cleaned it up. I do remember that long hair, though. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. No, that's good. We were talking about maybe doing like a roundtable discussion. I don't know if we do like the David's Unite episode or something, but we'll have to we'll have to get into some. Well, uh, we're gonna move on to our hook segment here. Like any good teacher, they hook you in. Hopefully, we've done that so far. Episode fifteen after the bell hat trick, David, because this is our third one. Uh, David, do you want to talk about just COVID teaching in in your school? I know from talking to other guests about about what it's been like this this year. It's been a crazy year, but uh, maybe just specifically in your school, what it's been like teaching right now during the COVID pandemic. Um. Yeah. No, I can I can touch on that for sure. Um. First thing that comes to mind when you say that is uh, just a whack load of cleaning. Um, I'm constantly in the Z, you know, we were, we use equipment still and we're, we're trying to have as much fun as we can and keep our distance, but we got to clean like crazy. And, and at the start it was pretty difficult. Like some things that you had just never cleaned before and now kind of seems like it, might be the new thing to do is clean all the time, even post pandemic. But, uh, that's, that's one thing that sticks out for sure. And then the other thing would be masks. Kids are, they're good at it. They, uh, we grade ones, twos and threes don't have to wear masks, but a lot, some choose to, um, but the kids in grade four, five, six, they, they wear them like troopers no problem um and if you know in phys ed you can take it off if we're socially distanced and following the guidelines but uh they'll come over and they ask to go to the washroom or something and without even batting an eye they're putting the mask on and heading out into the hallway it's second nature now so that's been good to see and a nice adjustment that they've gotten used to but um despite that you know everybody keeps a little more distance we go one way in the hallways and uh, sometimes your route is a little longer when you're like, oh, but it's right there. I think I could just duck down. You know, I'd probably, but you know, you take the long way and you follow the arrows. And... Right, the arrows in the hallway. Now, I'm at a I'm at a K to eight school, but uh, I have seen a few a few pictures of arrows in the hallways. Like, is it? Are they just like stickers, like on the hallway floor, or did someone have to design those or? Well, they're actually on the wall. They're not on the floor. Floors are kind of a sacred thing in schools, you know. Uh, sure. You take care. You take you take good care of your floors. I think they're pretty expensive. I don't know, but uh, they're on the walls. The arrows <laughs> are on the walls. They're just they're red and white stickers, and they're you know about six inches in diameter, and uh, 
or you know, three inches, uh, three inch radius. Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. But, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're just stuck on the wall. I'm, I'm sure somebody's making some money off of them somewhere, but there's no there's no brand name on it. They're not Nike or Under Armour. Yeah, I was gonna say like is. Is is some company out there making just a fort fortune on on your school division sticker capacity, like all well, these schools? You know, or if my squash and social club was on the ball, we would have branded some and distributed them. But we uh, we might we're not a COVID casualty, but uh, <laughs> we have been shut down over the over the over the pandemic. So. Good. And those of you listening right now without a pandemic project, like me starting this podcast, maybe that's an avenue you might want to explore. Maybe not stickers, but, you know, try to think of some sort of new business venture that you can kind of sink into and just roll with it. So we'll talk, we'll talk about your pandemic projects and hobbies a little bit later on, but thanks for that giving us that insight. Yeah. All right. It's everyone's favorite time. It's recess. So that was our that was our recess uh, music introduction. Just the first one I found off Apple. But there's a few ways we could go with this. Just kind of our lighter lighter topic about what's going on. Uh, let's start with I know a big thing in your life. I guess it's probably not happening um, right now necessarily. But uh, Broomball, Broomball, tell us about Broomball, Dave. Uh, you're one of very few people that I personally know that that are active in the broomball community and and actually are promoting it, which which is awesome. Do you want to maybe how did you get started in broomball and where do you see it going? I guess for yourself in the future. Um, I got started in broomball. I it's a it's a it's a is interesting. I'll say so. I made some new friends like uh, shortly after college. They we kind of ran some similar circles, and um, we all liked sports. And so one day I got a phone call, and they said, "Hey, we're going to Sylvan Lake, and we're gonna we're gonna play broomball." Um, like we they're short a team, and they need team, so we'll pick you up, and we're going out there, and we'll play. And I didn't know what broomball was. I had never played it, but I asked, "Hey, like, what gear do I need?" Chances are, I have it. You needed shin pads and elbow pads and a helmet, I think, and the rest they provided because they're just these special shoes. But I hop into the back of my buddy's van. We cruise down to Sylvan. We get there just in time. Um, and it was myself, about six friends, and a bunch of U of A football players because um, there's a connection between Broomball, Alberta, and a U of A football scout or coach oh. or something. But uh, so it was a bunch of us and we were having a great time and and we didn't know the rules. So we were getting penalties left, right and center. And and actually a hilarious thing is um, I have a, a friend. He's a compared to some of the guys on the ice. He was a little bit undersized and he got the ball and a guy steamrolled him. And uh, we didn't we didn't even know it was contact when we were playing. So we got kind of fired up thinking that should be a penalty. <laughs> right. Um, but so from that, that was in 2015, 2015. Yeah. And, um, and I was hooked. It was a blast. Um, we started that year. They gave us the, they gave us the gear. They let us keep it, which was a big hook. I think. For for us sure. making it hooked. Yeah, absolutely. We had sticks and we were just itching to use them. We started 
going to outdoor rinks uh, and playing, which is not the best idea because snow on the shoes isn't great. But we started doing that. And then we went to, we entered three tournaments of that year, me and some friends. It was kind of like our winter slow pitch almost. Yeah. Uh, um, it was a blast. So we started realizing there's this little underground community of broomball and everybody's super nice um you know out on the ice sometimes things like anything can get a little heated but uh but it was we were having so much fun and then we started going to uh, provincials we started getting a little better a little more competitive and then we we actually teamed up with uh broomball edmonton um another plug there is yeah. uh, broomball edmonton uh edmonton broomball is uh is an Instagram account you should follow. Zero posts ran by yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're, 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 it's all about the it's all about the name, right? I mean, the post the yeah. posts are the secondary thing. Exactly. So um, we te- we partnered up with them, and um, they started inviting us out to their drop-ins. So we were getting more practice, and then um, they won Edmonton Broomball. The Edmonton team won. Uh, and then they invited some of us to join their national team. So then I went to nationals in 2018 in Ontario, um, which was cool. I, you know, you get a fly out there and stay in hotels and got a rental vehicle. And, <laughs> uh, holy smokes. Like the, 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 what hooked me on it the most was I consider myself a pretty athletic guy. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was all brand new. I was getting, ran circles around by guys that I wouldn't expect to run circles around me and just the tricks they had up their sleeves and then going to Ontario and playing the the national team um was a whole new learning lesson like yeah they have they've refined the skill of broomball which sounds funny yeah um you know to say but but I, I held a PD for some teachers because it's it's definitely a passion and um they came out and it's it's hard. You move slow. You're slipping. Um, the sticks aren't super easy to control the ball with, but and it, it really takes five guys to work together or five players. So yeah, I think that's what's what's hooked me on it so much is uh, it was a huge learning curve in a world I just had knew nothing about. But I kind of um, I kind of see it going. I've talked with Edmonton Broomball and Alberta Broomball about getting. Um, my division a set of equipment so that kids uh can do it in phys ed so i can have they can sign it out and i'll ship it to the school and sticks and uh gloves and shin pads everything you need to to do it and um we were even talking about getting some funding so that i could get a sub and i could kind of follow the gear around and do a little thing with it so it uh it's kind of an alternative to hockey if kids can't afford hockey room right. is much more affordable and uh just a different way to be active out there i'm glad that you brought that up and you read my mind because i really like those i guess i'm going to call them non-traditional sports when you're teaching phys ed like like one that resonates for me is like i'm a huge pickleball guy and i know you do things like squash and maybe some racquetball and in sport for me phys ed and david david from edmonton actually mentioned he's like you know what, I, I need to provide students with all these other different avenues if the traditional sports aren't for them so that they're just active people outside of the building. And if I haven't given you those opportunities, I'm not necessarily meaning it has to be broomball, but when you when you have those 
other avenues um, for people to be active and moving. I think that's that's really cool. Oh, absolutely, I agree. And uh, those those sports are my favorite. You know, lots of people get exposed to basketball outside of school. Yeah. So you know, has everybody played ball outside of school? Right. I don't. So yeah. No, for sure. Uh, we'll we'll move on to our second Reese's topic. Uh, maybe if broomball is not for you, maybe you need a pandemic project right now. I know this podcast is definitely fits that bill of a pandemic project. You were you and I were talking before we started recording. Uh, sounds like you've been doing lots of woodworking projects. You sounds like you have lots on the go with that. Do you want to touch maybe quickly on? how you got into them and, and some projects that, that you have on the go right now? Um, yeah, I got into woodworking. It was kind of something that was always around when I was growing up. My dad had all of his own tools and stuff. Uh, and I had unlimited access to go and explore with them. And when I broke them, tuck them away and deny that I knew anything had happened. Um, and then a family friend, a good family friend of ours, uh, is a pretty elite woodworker, I would say. So he's kind of taken me under his wing and taught me a few things as I needed, um, which has been awesome. Uh, and as of lately, I've been making crib boards. I had a friend, a friend's um, girlfriend reach out and wanted a crib board made. And she said it would mean more if it was made by one of his friends. Yeah. And then, um, kind of made one and then, told some people about it, showed them, and they wanted one. So I've made now five uh, little portable folding crib boards, and uh, I, I kind of really enjoy it, actually. I put on a podcast. I was I was putting some uh, finish on a crib board when I listened to your uh, Spike Up Your Life podcast and uh, episode, sorry. And, sure. Um, yeah, I just uh, I really like it. It's kind of different, kind of get a shut the world out and just – get creative and make some stuff and make some mistakes along the way and figure them out. But yeah, that's no, good. that's good. I think that might be our first plug ever on, on the history of this podcast. So thanks for that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I believe a sixth one is, is in the works. If I'm not wrong, I, I, I heard there was just a breaking news, you know, transaction before this podcast started. True. Completely true. Yeah. I, uh, I made a sixth sale yeah. right away. I'll, uh, I'll be sure yours is sanded really, really well. That's good. Do you have a Do you have an account of all your uh, your your home woodworking projects, or do you, do you have a spot that our listeners can go check out your work? I uh, I don't. I just post it all on my personal account. That's um, fair. That's fair. I was thinking about I was thinking about starting a little a more public account that I could. Uh, should post on for woodworking so maybe i'll maybe i'll make a ninth instagram account <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be maybe more posts than edmonton broomball do you think or uh, i think so <laughs> i'm just you know I'm about to talk about that again i'm just having too much fun when i'm there yeah i'm not on the phone totally those are the best things. I, who's got time to be on their phone when you're having that much fun? Yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a good point. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. We, we should move on to last period. I know today my last period of my my school day was a little bit chaotic, so I was I was glad to see last period. Uh, David, do you have maybe? Again, we can be really general and vague here, or we can be specific. Up to you. Do you have a memorable or funny teaching story of, of whether we're talking? life in junior or senior high or, or life at your current school? Do you have any maybe stories you want to share? Um, 
you know, uh, I think one of the one of the more funnier things in my life is uh, I like scaring people. And so, like, just the other day, I was hiding on some students, and when they came into the room, I had this electronic whistle, and I blow that, and I give a little <laughs> jump out at And then I was, like, exaggerating how they reacted, and I, you know, throw my hands up in the air and stand on one leg and scream nice and high. But like to bug them about that, but, but it all kind of started at my first school. I would show up to work early in the morning, and... Um, the custodian would be in her office doing some work and I would tiptoe up really quiet. And I would always say like, good morning. And, uh, and as loud and as quickly as I could to scare. And it became quite the, quite the tradition where every morning I would do that. And, um, uh, I was, I, I was always pranking her. And then when I left, actually, I had to keep the tradition alive. So for two years in a row, I would phone her and, um, First time I pretended to be a floor waxing company, uh, egging her on to let and do a free wax on the floor in the gym, and just get real pushy with her, real pushy. And then finally, she would kind of get a little short with me, and I I couldn't hold it anymore. And she'd recognize my voice and just get so mad. And but we had we had such a good relationship. I liked her. She was so nice that it it was okay. Um, and the second year, I phoned her about the ACD unit she was running, and I was quizzing her on it. Tend to be like air conditioning Canada, looking to sell a new unit, and and just you know pushing buttons wherever I could, and and uh, that's the kind of stuff I like to do. Those are probably some of my best memories from teaching. Um, you know the, the the things that maybe kids don't expect, or or custodians or other staff members don't expect, but kind of brightens up the day, and you know those are totally that's my that's my favorite stuff. No, that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Uh, and again, you can tell here, episode 15, After the Bell, Hat Trick David, you can tell Dave is a, is a well-liked, uh, easygoing, outgoing person. I, I personally haven't worked with him, but obviously we've crossed paths in lots of different ways. And I know lots of people uh, speak really highly of him. And he's that, he's that guy that just kind of makes that work environment a much better place to be at. So those are just kind of a few stories. I, I'm gonna when I was thinking of that story with with the custodian, and I know this custodian because we've we've crossed paths at the same school before. But uh, it's crazy just the connections you make with maybe some of the like least like the most unlikely sources. Like today, you know, I I was connecting with even just a couple of the EAs in like the Div One hallway, and it's they're so much different than me, but like there, there's always a way to, I guess, in the education world to like connect with people. Do you have any like hidden gems at your school that you're connecting with that maybe were unexpected? Um, me and the kindergarten teacher, we get along really well. And another like, so another memorable kind of thing is we've, we've actually taught together every year, even um, at my previous school. And we kind of hit it off right away. She wasn't kindergarten then. But um, she, we, we both moved to the same school, and when I'm on my lunch break, she'll be in the gym um, teaching her kindergarten students phys ed, and I'll walk by, and if she's, you know, they're all sitting there in their semicircle, listening so well, and I'll, I got a little bit of time to kill, and <laughs> I'm a little made work, so I'll go into the storage room, and I'll grab two huge bins of tennis balls, and I'll walk, and and I'll pretend to fall and just throw like 160 tennis balls 
all at once and the kid it just completely sets them off they're laughing and running around picking up all these tennis and she just rolls with it so well she'll be like okay everybody pick up 10 tennis balls and help mr shawns and like teaches <laughs> them is he he'll make sure he's okay and one time i was i was walking and there's this garbage can full of scoops like a big industrial one and i walked by pretended to trip knocked it over scoops everywhere but the EA actually thought I fell. Oh. And she was concerned in this kindergarten teacher saying like, leave him, he's fine. He's like, he's not actually hurt. He's just messing with us. But um, yeah, that would definitely be, be a relationship that I wouldn't have expected um, being more maybe with the older grades. But um, it's uh, I definitely seek her out when I'm looking for advice or or just to kick back and relax because she's one of a kind, very funny, um, easygoing person, uh, you know, so yeah, she's a good teacher for sure. Yeah. Shout out to all you kindergarten teachers out there. That's a tough, that's a tough gig for sure. So good, good. Yeah. Uh, I, we're going to have to get you back on for another episode. So episode 15 after the bell hat trick, David, uh, we'll have to get you on because I can't help but think of 160 tennis balls. I don't know if you were starting like a Wimbledon Academy at your school, but I don't think I've ever seen or heard of a school that many tennis balls. So Murray, let me tell you, I I reached out I to, and this is a good plug for all you teachers out there. I reached out to the Seville Center in Edmonton looking for used tennis balls because ours get sucked down the drain outside where all the water flows. Yeah, There's no on it busted off tennis ball after tennis ball down there and i was buying like the costco pack sure i reached out to the civil center said you got any used tennis balls they gave me 600 wow they're like how's 600 600 is perfect i was giving away i couldn't give away that many so when i say like 160 there was at least that it was in, there was a lot of them um Canadian tennis balls, reach out. I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to reach out too. Jeez, yeah. Well, good luck with the next Milos Raonic or Jeannie Bouchard that comes through your school because that's, yeah, that's, you guys are, you guys a grass court, clay court school or? Oh, uh, grass court, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm excited to hopefully get out there and play with you sometime then. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again. This is episode 15 after the bell hat trick, David. I know at our school it's three eighteen. What 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 time does your school bell ring at? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Okay. Well, whether it's three o'clock or three eighteen, you'll hear the sound. Thanks a lot, David, for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Murray. Class dismissed.